dropping the hammer. No, you're not. All right, well, welcome to Dropping the Hammer uh, with Dale McFadden. Uh, we're recording this at 9.03 p.m. Central Time, Sunday, uh, June 12th. This is an emergency recording of the podcast after the historic win by Daniel Suarez in the NASCAR Cup Series race at Sonoma Raceway. Uh, he became, becomes the first Mexican-born driver to win a NASCAR Cup race. He's the fifth foreign driver to win, uh, and it's now Trackhouse's third Cup win this season. Uh, and I'm joined as as often as we can be by my friend John LaFollette, and we are also joined today uh, as a special guest by Gabriel Johnson, uh, who is a uh, okay. So Gabriel, I saw I saw your tweets that you you, uh, you sent out earlier today, right after the win, uh, you saying that you, this is the first time that you've uh, legitimately cried after NASCAR race and that as a, a Hispanic Latino, uh, this this meant more to you than, I guess Kyle, Kyle Busch is your favorite driver? Is that right? Yeah, Kyle's okay. my favorite driver. Okay, and so this meant more to you than, than any other Kyle Busch win. So, yeah, um, right. so first off, I, I guess, where, where, where do you live? Like, wh- how old are you? Like, like, give us your story. How are you uh, a NASCAR fan? Yeah, uh, my story as a NASCAR fan is really uh, very interesting. Um, I come, like I said, I come from a Hispanic country, uh, but it's not like the ones that you would expect, like Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, not the usual. I'm from the Dominican Republic, actually. Okay. Um. First, uh, first time I ever paid attention to NASCAR, uh, it was a very, it was actually by sheer accident. Uh, this happened all the way back in 2004, I believe. Uh, this okay. was uh, some random Friday night in the middle of summer. Uh, I believe it was like early August, so had a few more weeks of summer break. Uh, I was actually bored. Uh, this was an era before video games. This was before they gave me my, this was a few months before my uh, my first ever uh, GameCube, uh, before my parents gave me my first ever GameCube for Christmas. So this is dating it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting it back. Like the only, my only source of entertainment was like an hour of computer a day and then TV, like cartoons. Uh, this was a very slow day, especially for a Friday night. Like there were no, uh, not interesting cartoons, which, uh, which you almost never see, like for a six, seven year old person like me, uh, you never, this is something unprecedented. Uh, so I just started like changing channels some randomly and I randomly stumbled upon this, uh, truck race, uh, at IRP, I believe, uh, Fun fact, as a matter of fact, this was, uh, when I look back on this race, this was actually uh, Denny Hamlin's Truck Series debut. Oh, wow. It's not a big deal. Oh. <laughs> not a big deal, because this was uh, this was after he had made his Xfinity or Bush Series debut back then. Um, but, you know, a little fun fact that I want to remember this race for. Uh, um, and, you know, I've rewatched this race a few times for uh, nostalgia's sake. 
uh, last time I we watched the race was like a few years ago. But uh, the point I want to get take away from this race is that this got me into NASCAR. This really put the idea of if I don't have anything to see on on the weekends or something like that, then there's this stuff called NASCAR on Speed Channel, I believe, because you know we had Speed Channel back here in uh, back here in Latin America. We did have it. Uh, so while I never really paid attention to NASCAR that seriously until around uh, 2007, 2008, um, are, there were like a few races from there until now that I actually started like paying attention to. I remember the Talladega race from 06, the one where uh, Brian Vickers got into, uh, got into Junior. The, the race ended up being like Vickers' first career win. He ended up taking out Junior and, and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Uh, that was like a crazy race too. Add that add that race to the the lengthy list, yeah. Of Dale Jr. should have won. <laughs> that I yeah. I'm sorry for unlocking that core memory from you. I'm sorry by <laughs> I um actually might have been at that truck race that you watched on TV. Um, I only went to one truck race, one truck race at IRP, and it might have been around 2004. I can't remember the year, uh, but but I'm going to the, to the truck race this year. That track is like an eight mile drive from my house it's right down the road um so standing offer if you ever come to the states let me know we'll go to we'll go to race together I'll, or any <laughs> and not just not just here in indy but anywhere in the states let me know i will gladly go to nascar city of trucks xfinity cup level doesn't matter but um when you said irp that's why i did my my fist bump because i'm from the area and i was probably at that race so that's 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 really neat okay gable just make sure do, do you still live in the dominican Republic? i still live in i still live in that country Aside from the two weeks that I spent at Disney World, I never left my country. Okay, when when, when was that? When was that trip? This was uh, this is actually a very special trip for me. Uh, the trip to Disney World, Universal, um, because on that trip I got what was uh, what is actually the only few pieces of NASCAR merchandise that to this day I still have. Uh, I check my wardrobe right now. I think I have them right around here. Uh, memory serves. Oh, here they are. I got this. This is from back from 2009. This is a Carl Edwards Aflac hat. Uh, it's a bit dusty. And that was at Disney World? <laughs> this was at Disney World. It was a NASCAR place back then. Uh, I don't remember where, uh, the name of it, uh, but it was a NASCAR themed restaurant, a bar. And right next to it, there was a shop. And we got all of this merch stuff. Uh, got this Kerr Bush hat too from, uh, from 2009. Got his, uh, he's got okay. his autograph right here. Uh, I also got this Jimmy Johnson t-shirt. This is from back in 2008 when he won his third straight title. Oh, this is taking uh, me back, man. Yeah. <laughs> This, this was is my favorite t-shirt. I remember uh, back in uh, middle school, uh, every time uh, I, want, I got into a part, I got into parties with my friends, I always showed up with the same t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here just, comes that Jimmy Johnson kid again. <laughs> I just, I can't stop smiling. This, yeah. this, this, this story just fills my heart with happiness. So um, you said your favorite driver is Kyle Busch, but then you're also a Suarez fan. I'm, I'm curious yeah. as to I'm curious as to how you became a fan of both because Suarez, as we saw today, very popular driver, was a very popular win, and then Kyle Busch when he spins out, 
everyone in the stands <laughs> is applauding. Like it's just yeah. polar opposites. I'm just curious how you became a fan of both those drivers. Yeah, my story as a Cowboys fan is rather interesting. Um, because back in 2004, uh, my favorite driver wasn't even Kyle Busch. This was back when I was only watching uh, a few trucks, uh, Busch series races. Uh, Kyle Busch was only just another driver back then. Uh, my favorite driver, actually, in 2004, uh, they were the Robert Yates guys. Uh, okay. You know, uh, the m and cars uh, from Elliot Sadler, uh, that was my favorite car. Uh, it was very colorful. And maybe when I started paying attention to NASCAR in 2008, and when I saw that Kyle Busch had the M&M scar, and I also had made this relation because Kyle Busch, well, had, he got driven like the Kellogg's at Tony the Tiger. And, you know, I also ate cereal for breakfast. And <laughs> while I wasn't a very huge Frosted Flakes guy, uh, I remember my aunt, she gave me like uh, a CD in English of uh, Tony the Tiger. So she could help me like practice my English. Um, it was called Talking Tony. I believe, I believe wow. it was called like that. The game was called Talking Tony, came in a CD. And, you know, I was never a huge fr Frosted Flakes guy. Uh, I ate them for breakfast, but they were never like my favorite cereal. Um, but, you know, I always loved Tony the Tiger. And when I saw like Cal Bush there in the Tony the Tiger stuff, I instantly became a fan of that guy. I, it, it also helped the fact that I was also a rebel <laughs> back when I was like in elementary school. And watching Kyle Busch like rough, uh, rough people up and, and piss people off, uh, that also kind of made me a fan of him because, hey, maybe maybe being a rebel ain't so bad after all. Uh, now, I've mellowed down, obviously, with, because with age, maturity, uh, gone, I've grown and I'm, I've grown from that face. Uh, but I still like the guy. I feel like, uh, well, sometimes uh, he's done some stuff that even... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, defend him for like the, the Hornet Day incident from 2011. Oh, oh, that's 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 number one with that. the bullet. Yeah, yes. that was that was nasty. That was nasty. I almost, I almost quit being a Cowboys fan that day. Yeah, for uh, in the case of Suarez, um, it's also a very interesting story because um, the way I became a Suarez fan is very similar to the way I became a. Sergio Perez fan because I also watch Formula One. Uh, I remember back in 2008, there was this series called the uh, uh, British Formula Three. Um, this was an, and this was a Wednesday. This was like a race recap that I, yeah. So uh, Sergio, um, when I started watching that race, that race that they were uh, putting out there, it was the Monza race. This was a Wednesday after I had come home from school. I was um, doing my homework watching the TV as well, you know, for some background noise. Um, and then I watch, uh, I kind of overheard from the, from the TV that uh, there was a Mexican guy on the grid. I always, I didn't watch Formula One much. This was back in 2008, so I didn't care much about, but I always knew that it was like a very Eurocentric sport. So to watch a, uh, a guy from the West, uh, from the Western hemisphere, especially from, you know, from Mexico, like Sergio, and uh, I, I remember he swept both, uh, both of those Monza races. I know this was like a Formula Three, and this was like back when his career was only beginning. But I became a Sergio fan that day, and I started following him very closely from his journey to uh, Formula Two all the way onto Formula One. And 
I've been a Checo fan ever since. Uh, so in a way, uh, now my story with Suarez is uh, back in 2014, I believe, you know, there was like a Mexican driver like in the KNN. This was actually 2012, I believe. Uh, they were watching, I was watching like that Bowman Gray Stadium race that was like amazing. I, I love that race. Um, I believe a YouTuber named Slapshoes, he made a race review on, on that race. Uh, the one where uh, Corilla Joy like dominated and yeah. Moffitt and Baba ended up like in a, in a scuffle. Yeah, that I remember watching that race, and I also remember that Suarez was in that race, and you know uh, there have been uh, like a few Mexican drivers in 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 the K and N Pro Series that they don't really you know mount to anything. So uh, you know Suarez being there, I kind of just you know uh, oh Mexican drivers in NASCAR cool, but since it, it was like a this was like Division Four NASCAR, I yeah. Think, yeah, I don't right. really pay much attention to that because you know, very rarely do these guys make it into the top series. But uh, then I saw Suarez, you know, back in here in Latin America, um, we'd go for the uh speed channel, you know, Fox Sports 3, and they put out a lot of like NASCAR Mexico, uh, because that's the series that they uh, the series that they cover in yeah. most in, in Latin America. Uh, I saw Suarez and he won a couple of races there. And I remember that he was the same guy that was driving in KNN and say, hey, this kid's something. Uh, then in the summer of 2014, they announced the whole like Carl Edwards, uh, Suarez going to Xfinity deal. And and that's when I started like paying attention to to this kid. And I said, hey, maybe this guy can be something. If Joe Racing sees something in this guy, then at this point, I got to start paying attention to him. And you know, um, that rookie class, him 2015, him going up against uh, against Bubba Wallace, uh, you know, the diversity class, as mm. I like to call it. Right. I was Team Suarez all the way. I kind of wanted, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I kind of wanted uh, Bubba to finish, you know, behind Suarez. <laughs> it's not that I wanted Bubba to, it's not that I wanted Baba to do bad, but I just didn't want him to do better than Suarez. <laughs> you know, I, I just didn't have anything against him. Just don't don't fin hey, don't finish better than we, my guy because I want Suarez to win. We we, we all have tears when it comes yeah. to who our favorite athletes are. It's like this is my guy, but this is also my guy. <sighs> but if it comes down to it, I want my number one guy to win. Hmm. So it, it we all got it's just tears for everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel, I'm curious if you could just take us through just this race, just watching this race for you, because I know that this last lap, you know, he leads by six seconds and, you know, it's pretty much over at that point, assuming there's no uh, engine issues or anything that happens, but. Or AJ Allmendinger going you know, or, or AJ, yeah, or AJ <laughs> Allmendinger almost bringing out a caution, but like. For My a heart good, stopped at that moment. Yes. Yes. But for a good chunk of his portion out front, he was being hounded by Chris Buescher. Um, and there was a, a portion there where it looked like Harvick was probably going to put uh, make some moves on him there as well. Like it wasn't necessarily a gimme throughout this race. Um, and as a Suarez fan, I'm sure, you know, there have been so many instances throughout his whole career, not even including this season where it seems like it's his day. And then it's I feel, not. I feel, I feel like we should like briefly like recap, like what, <laughs> what the Daniel Suarez experience has been like in the cup series. Yeah. it's been... uh, Because like, yeah. Okay, first off, 2016, he wins the Xfinity title. First foreign-born NASCAR National Series champion, which 
at the time, and I still think this, that was a bigger deal than Jimmy Johnson getting number seven the next day. It's like, oh, the guy does the same thing he's done six times before. Fine, whatever. I I, I sincerely, sincerely still believe that that Suarez title was a bigger deal than Johnson number seven. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a month later, Carl Edwards unexpectedly retires and Suarez is thrust into that number 19 car for 2017. They were not planning for that. They nope. thought there would be at least maybe be another year of Suarez and Xfinity. Uh, so he gets paired up with Carl Edwards in crew chief. And so, and I think, oh, I think they, he might have done a crew chief change like in the middle of that season? Or first five races. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then second year, Joe Gibbs, I think he had an, another new crew chief. Um, and then that ride went away to make room for Martin Truex Jr. So now he goes over to Stuart Haas Racing. One year and done, making room for Cole Custer, whose dad works at Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, and then he goes to Gaunt Brothers Racing, which is just bottomless tier as you can get in the NASCAR Cup Series. Doesn't have a charter. Misses the Daytona 500. The, and there was an article from him that season where he was saying the equipment he was using was like eight years old. Yeah, eight years old. Like eight ancient, ancient equipment. Yeah, it, it's, it was bad. Like he was um, racing, he was racing for 30th every week. Yeah, pretty much. And then you have last year, he finally, he, he lands this right at Trackhouse Racing. Co-owners, Just Marks, Pitbull. Uh, he, I, what was his best race last year? I feel like Bristol Dirt. Yeah, yeah, Bristol Dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Almost wins Bristol Dirt. Should have won Bristol Dirt. Didn't win Bristol Dirt. Uh, and then this year, it's his first time. Uh, this is the most secure he's ever been, really, in, in five years. It has the same crew chief. First, first time back to back years with the same crew chief. And so, and then he. Play, should, should had a really good shot at winning Auto Club until you get that final restart where, where Larson overtakes him. Uh, then you had Coda dominates the first stage. Then he had a tire go down. Oh, he spun out. Sp- yeah, LeJoy. LeJoy yeah, that's right. Okay. That goes away. Chastain, Chastain goes on the win. And then today happens. Nothing that happens to Dana Suarez. Absolutely nothing. Right. So 195th career start. His fourth team, six years into the, into this his cup career today happens. All right, Gabriel, what what was that last thirty laps like for you? Yeah, um, last thirty laps, I was honestly like you know tweeting, checking my Twitter and stuff. I didn't really it. I wasn't really grasping how that Suarez was in the lead. I just thought. Uh, some late race restart is going to happen. You know how road course races are being a strategy yeah. game, especially Sonoma. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that Suarez was in the lead, you know, guy leads a whole, a whole chunk of laps. Usually the guy who doesn't win the, the most laps wins on a road course. He's a guy that gets the strategy right and a little bit of timely caution. So uh, for all I thought is just, you know, some guys pitted before him for all we knew. Uh, maybe a caution will come out. Everyone was going to pit and Suarez will just finish mid-pack. Uh, but as the laps winded down, no caution ever came out. Uh, Suarez, I believe he made it spit stop perfectly. Or I don't know, maybe a caution did come out. 
there was the caution for Larson's right front going. Yeah, it was the bye -bye. it was that caution for Larson's blown wheel, uh, loose wheel. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Suarez actually cycled back into the lead, and you know I thought eh, maybe you know let's see how this restart goes. Restart goes well, but Chris Busher is sizing him up. And mm -hmm. you know how Chris Busher, he was able to hold up pretty well against Chase Elliott. And Suarez yeah. is nowhere the road racer that Elliott is. So Busher hounding him, I thought Busher was going to get the lead. If Busher was able to keep pace with, with Elliott, uh, he's going to pass Suarez. He didn't pass him. Yes. Suarez the, actually started pulling away. There were a few times where he locks up his tires going to turn 11 and, and bush was able to like get yeah. right there it's like oh gosh okay yeah but, yeah but that was early in the restart like uh yeah. as the laps winded winded down uh suarez was actually pulling away he got to a like with on the final 10 laps he got like like a two three second lead yeah he, he it wasn't this final 10 laps it was at that moment that he finally started thinking that whoa suarez can actually do this and, you know, they were giving us a lot of shots about Daniel's Amigos. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, it, it's actually happening. <laughs> and then we, with five to go, I, I'm like, he's still pulling away. It's now a five-second lead. I'm like, please don't let a caution come out. Please don't let a caution come out. Shut up, Darian, shut up. <laughs> and then a caution doesn't come out. Then the caution doesn't come out. Two to go. Almondinger spins. <laughs> And then my heart, for a moment, my heart stops. And then Almendinger gets it going and said, oh, okay, don't scare me like that, AJ. <laughs> Look, I, I, love, I love AJ and the job. That Portland wing was amazing, by the way. Uh, congrats oh, yeah. to AJ on that amazing comeback win at Portland. AJ really, AJ almost really broke my heart. That, at uh, that I, believe, I believe. Uh, Luckily, uh, he managed to get it back on. I believe uh, Suarez Crucci came over. Maybe it's either Crucci or Spotter came over the, the radio like right after that. Said, so it said, my heart has never sank so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like that was me. That was me. That, yeah, that was same. All of us Wars fans. Yeah, it will be and for good reason because we've seen this happen time and time again. And you know, usually when Suarez starts out strong and has a good, he looks like he's got a strong car that can contend. Something happens. And today it was all these other drivers who yeah. are typically, like especially Larson and Elliott, who are good road course racers, especially Larson at Sonoma. He's the one that has the tire issues. It's yeah. Chase Elliott that gets caught uh, with the uh, issues on pit road where he uh, the, the tire won't uh, go on right. So he has to pit outside the box and he gets the penalty. It's everyone else around Suarez instead of Suarez this time. And I thought that was so funny because, you know, typically when you think of the Hendricks cars, you just think of flawless execution because they're like the team, especially in the last two years in this series. So, um, you know, I D Daniel called me <laughs> over the phone with like with like three laps to go and he's like it was like it was five it was five laps five to go he's like how do you feel john I was like shut up daniel <laughs> how do you think i feel <laughs> um and so i didn't i didn't feel secure in suarez winning this race so he took the white flag because then whatever happens after that it's over because he saw the white flag race is over there's no green white checkers so but it's just but even then like like you said gabriel when as soon as you see the camera cuts to almondinger just stopped in the grass parked off by the gravel it's like oh no no, because like 
the tires were shot. If it does go to a restart, Suarez in the post and the post race press conference that I read um, basically admitted, like if it came down to a restart, his tires were gone. He was he was uh, you know a sitting duck. So um, yeah, everyone was nervous on pins and needles. Um, so I'm sure even Suarez himself, given his history, I mean he knows. But it just ugh, ugh he, my heart my heart he, sank too. He he said he said as soon as he started like taking the white took the white flag, he started like crying inside the car um which yeah man, I, I don't know if i'd, I'd want watery eyes <laughs> on a road course <laughs> like that, uh, but so like so you, like you said you said gabriel you said you said you cried after the race well, so why 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 did why did you have that emotional reaction uh you know it's really a combination of stuff you know growing up I was always known in school as the kid who watched NASCAR. And again, uh, I'm Dominican. This country doesn't give a rip about NASCAR. Uh, if I could count, uh, there were actually like a few. I know there are a few NASCAR fans out there because uh, every time I tune into the uh, into the Speed Channel back then, Speed Channel NASCAR uh, NASCAR races, you know, they always say like, uh, shout out to this guy from this country. Uh, usually some of the announcers, which are in Spanish, they say, oh, shout out to this guy from the Dominican Republic. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's Dominican NASCAR fans too. But for some reason, I never managed to meet up with these guys. Like the only Dominican NASCAR fans I know are the ones that I have tried to get into NASCAR. And there's like one, this one guy from college uh, that saw me playing NR 2003 on break. And he approached me and said, do you watch NASCAR? I mean, because I mean, if you're not, if you're not watching NASCAR, why would you play NR 2003? <laughs> like, only the people who watch NASCAR know what NR 2003 is. I do. <laughs> but overall, um, outside of those games and NR 2003, like, those are the only NASCAR games I have. Again, this um, NASCAR. Anything NASCAR related in this country is so hard for me to come around anything NASCAR. If I, if mm. I find some NASCAR related merch, I don't care if it's of of a driver that I like my least favorite driver, I'm buying it. <laughs> so who's your least favorite driver? Uh that's an interesting question because uh stuff right now I don't have a least favorite driver. That's yeah, that's totally fair. That's totally yeah, it's fair right now i'm gonna say just like my least favorite driver or a driver that i don't really care about much is uh austin dillon yes I knew, I knew you were trustworthy i knew you we just became best friends yes <laughs> yes <laughs> in my mind i was like please say austin dillon please say austin dillon please. yes you're a smart man gabriel but Austin's a very chill guy. Come on, I would like to hang out uh, to hang out with him and have a beer. He seems pretty chill. He does seem I just chill. I just, I just wanna... haven't, I just haven't really cared. I just don't really, I just don't really go out of my way to say, uh, yeah, Austin's cool. He's a very underrated super speedway racer. I'm gonna that say is, that. That is true. Yeah, I'm not gonna diss his talent. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna knock him for that. I just, I just for whatever reason, there's just something about that dude. Are you gonna watch his uh, reality show, Daniel's part of your NASCAR beat? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Just immediate no. Nah. Uh, I'm into. I'm not into those. Nah. Nah. Me neither. I I, I was up. I, I I was considered for a job at NBC Universal, where 
part of my duties would have been like writing about that. I, mean, I did not. I mean, I mean, a gig's a gig. I mean, you know, if they're gonna if, if it's your job and they're paying you to do it, then it's different. Like if I like I if it, I would watch it if I'd got paid to do it, I would care about it. That's my job. But like, just as a casual fan, I can't even think of a single NASCAR driver who I'd be like, yeah, I'd watch that. Like, cause like, cause like, I don't know how. Like, as much as I think, as much as I cheer for these guys, like, how how much of them are, are really interesting at that level that I'd want to watch their personal life be scripted on TV? Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez. That's the list. <laughs> Brian Blaney. Maybe. Brian Blaney. I, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Ryan Blaney could do it if, like, he didn't drive for Penske <laughs> because they micromanage the, 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 those drivers and their personalities. Like, I just, I, I yeah. want to see, I want to see his lumberjack beard during the season. I hate that he shows up looking like a 12 year old for Daytona Speed Weeks every year. Like, he shows up at the victory banquet looking like the brawny guy. And then Daytona <laughs> Speed Weeks, he's, he's all shaved off again. So that's just a, that's just a Penske quirk, which I don't understand. But we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum. So, um, so, so, Gabriel, like, so how do you watch races? Like, what, what's the platform that you watch NASCAR races on? Um, uh, I know watch them on tv you know they broadcast nascar races live like flag to flag uh mm-hmm. this was on speed channel uh then in 2013 speed became like i said fox sports 3 and they still started uh they still were broadcasting races uh but then in 2015 like this spanish announcer his name is tony rivera they move him over to the fox uh to the fox deportes chain that is in mexico so he's only uh, broadcasting races for the main Fox on Mexico. Uh, they put other announcers that I feel they have the. They're really they're really bad. Force every time like they call a race. Um, I'm gonna say this: they they are worse than the English announcers, than the announcers okay. that we have. You have on Fox or NBC, which is why um, I endured. When, when people, like, they they complain about the Fox or the NBC and they say that the announcers are terrible, I just laugh and say, you guys never. I had to live through <laughs> seven years of Fox Sports 3 and bad announcers. This is nothing compared to that. Uh, then okay. after, after the 2021 season, yeah, then after the 2021 season, aka after the James 6 era ended, um... I was waiting for like, when is the next NASCAR race coming out? Uh, and I waited and I waited. Uh, and then I checked my TV schedule, uh, the TV program. Uh, they have removed NASCAR completely from Fox Sports 3. All they did was, uh, all they were putting there was soccer games, uh, WWE. They were putting some like old uh, Formula One races from like 2018, 2019. Uh, but nothing else. They weren't broadcasting anything. I feel like uh, they had just lost interest in NASCAR. And I kind of figured out that they have, were kind of on that path ever since they got rid of Tony Rivera. I feel like Fox Sports 3, they were like giving up on NASCAR. So uh, I'm, watching, I'm watching them on stream right now. And I don't know how, but I have never missed an NASCAR race on stream despite uh, the, the stream, several of my streams, all my stream websites crashing, and several like a lot of internet connection issues with on my hand, on my end. I have never missed an NASCAR race to this day, and I have watched them all on stream. Okay, so how 
I know it's only been a few hours since Suarez won, um, uh -huh. but how, how are you anticipating maybe that win reverberating uh, through the Latino Hispanic community, especially internationally? You know, personally, you know, on my end, I don't think this is gonna, this is gonna matter much. Like in the grand scheme of things, like in Dominican national media, no one's gonna talk about Daniel Suarez because the guy is Mexican. Yeah, mm -hmm. he may be, the guy is Hispanic. Uh, sometimes they might be talking about it like in some like, um, but when it comes to the local media, I don't feel it's gonna, it's gonna matter much. But at this point, I've grown from that. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if NASCAR is other people's isn't other people's cup of tea. What matters is that NASCAR is my cup of tea, and I love it. Even right. if this win doesn't mean a lot, uh, doesn't mean anything to other to other people around me. It means a lot to me because Suarez not only did he carry a Mex an, an entire country, he carried an entire community, the Hispanic Latin American community. Uh, we were all united for this great moment. That's awesome. That's great to hear, man. So um, we, we, need, we need to like somehow get you some Suarez merch. Like we need to get that to you somehow. <laughs> oh, I love to. Like you can't, you can't just live off of 2009 Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Merch. <laughs> That shirt, that shirt barely fits me anymore. <laughs> um, I just want to kind of elaborate on what Gabriel got to here. It just, it just feels like it was like a perfect day. Not just because everything worked out for Suarez's win, but it was, he won in an area, in a state that has a heavy amount of, it has a high Hispanic population count. There is a, a tremendous amount. I, 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 Daniel can vouch for this. I said it over the phone. Whenever the camera cut to the Daniels Amigos people in the stands and they're waving their t-shirts and their towels and their flags every time he goes by, I said, I wish I was there. It looked like the best party in town. Um, not, so you have a Mexican driver winning. You have racing for a team that's co-owned by a Cuban there were pit crew members who were African-American, um, all driving uh, with the name of this six-year-old white girl who has cancer and is undergoing um, cancer surgery tomorrow. Yeah. Um, just all the stars were aligned. And was, right, right before Sora said in his press, his press conference, he, he's going on a previously planned trip home to Mexico tomorrow. Right, exactly. So like, like this was, this it was, it was black, brown, white, all of it just coming together in this beautiful celebration of autosport. Um, and it's just, it, it just speaks volumes to what track house is and what track house is trying to do with racing um, and their business model in racing. It just, it was, it was, it was a perfect day. Days like this are why I love auto racing and, and, and why I love sports in general. And like the, I wish, I wish, every Sunday felt like today. Not that I'm saying I want Daniel Suarez to win every race, but I'm saying like just in general, I wish that just every weekend was just a feel good weekend like this because it just, I don't know. It just, uh, Daniel, you can speak to it. You know, just speaking over the phone with you during the race, like just, it just, it. it you, like I, I, I told you, like the first one's always like the worst to get. Like yeah. the <laughs> yeah. worst to get. And I agree, I agree. 
it's 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 your pins and needles like i, I know Dale jr has uh said like you know when you're about to win your first like daytona 500 like you you, you start hearing every single noise in your car and like you what was that what was that like and it's like that sitting at home as a, as a fan or whatever it's like what what is going to go wrong and nothing went wrong uh every, every, like everything has to go your way pretty much to, for this stuff to happen um and that next up is tyler reddick who who who's the, the, yes. the guy who who should have yeah. won a few times should, should, had the car to win an auto club uh was two turns away at bristol and i think was there one other he was kind of close to or is that it I can't think of any off the top Crystal of my head. Dirt. <laughs> the one that was stolen away from him. Yeah. Yeah. But he, like, like he, he owned he, up to that. He's a snake bitten guy that, that that needs to be getting it soon. And he, he will. I have no doubt in my mind. T- Tyler Reddick um, is going to get it soon. But Dale Suarez, he, he's done his time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's, hey, Gabriel, he's, since Mr. McFadden here has uh, some connections uh, and has a large following, uh, I think we should just inundate and people that listen to this podcast should just help inundate track house racing social media to make them aware of your story uh, and see if we can't get some daniel suarez gear down down to you <laughs> we're I, I this we're gonna make this a thing we're absolutely gonna make this a thing um i love to um i mean you don't have to go above and beyond for me but i will love to <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure that they know that you at least exist um <laughs> question let's say that um you're given, let's say that you're given enough money to come to three NASCAR races. What are the three races that you're going yeah. to? First of all, have you ever been to a NASCAR race? You, you, I'm thinking you, I'm thinking you say you've never been to a NASCAR race. No, before. I've never been. He's, okay. he's only been to Disney World. You've only been to Disney World. That's right. Yeah, you've been to Florida. So you've been to Florida for Disney World. It's the only time you've been in the States. So let's say NASCAR comes to you and says, hey, Gabriel, what are your three dream races, all expenses paid? Where are you going? Um... Daytona 500 is one of those. Oh, for sure. Bristol Night Race. Uh, the third one, seems kind of a toss-up. I'll say Martinsville because I want to eat those hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nothing special, man. Let, let me tell you from experience. No, I'm sure they're great. What are you talking about? They're they're. I've never tried a Martinsville hot dog. They're very red. You've never what? I'm sorry? I've never tried a Martinsville hot dog. Don't spoil the experience. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Don't be the turd in the punch bowl. Hey, I've never been to Martinsville either. So I will gladly share in a Martinsville hot dog experience with you, Gabriel. So (laughs) Um, I've only, I've, I've, I've only ever been to the Brickyard um, road course and oval. Um, but I'm going to get out there. The last couple of years I've been in law school, but my, I have my life back now and I'm definitely planning on going to Daytona 2023. So that's definitely a bucket list item for me, as is the Bristol night race, as is Martinsville. I really hope they get the configuration for this new car figured out for Martinsville for the fall race, because I really don't want that track to go South. Um, no, I'm yeah. See, again, we're, we're on the same page again, Gabriel. We're, we're cut from the same, we're cut from the same cloth. I, I knew I knew this is all going to work out. Look at you, Daniel, making helping helping foster relationships and friends. That's what the internet is for. <laughs> so this is what NASCAR is all about. It's the power of autosport, bringing people together. 
what a great day so, so, so gabriel before i guess before we, we we wrap up like is there anything else you want to share about just what the significance of today and what, what it means for what do, you, what do you think it means for nascar uh, this is another win, you know, uh, in recent years, especially the last two years with uh, Baba winning the uh, the Talladega race, uh, Larson winning the title, and now Suarez at Sonoma. These are like the three main guys that came out of this uh, driver diversity project. So mm -hmm. I believe now that these uh, drivers are breaking out and they're um, they're bringing new fans to NASCAR. I feel I feel like this is going to open up the floodgates to not only other international drivers, but also like what Trackhouse is doing right now with Kimi Raikkonen. He's going to go Watkins Glen. They, yep. they might also bring out other international drivers from other sports disciplines. They don't have to limit themselves to like young drivers uh, developing them through the ladder. They can also go for established veterans to help like uh, build a program like a for startup team like Trackhouse. Um, having Kimi Raikkonen build like the road course program, which is already strong. It's going to be unbeatable now. Yeah. And th that car that he's going to get in number 91, it's now going to be proven winning equipment three times over. So, um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's expecting him to go win at Watkins Glen, but th there's a chance that he can, you know, show, show some competitive, competitive speed. Maybe mm -hmm. who knows? Top fifteen, I don't know. That'd be that'd be great. No, that, that that'd be. I, yeah. I'm looking forward 15, to that. Twenty place finish. And I feel like that's a pretty reasonable expectation. Nah, Trackhouse is never going to lose on road courses ever again. I don't know what. <laughs> that, that, you're right. They're, they they are they are two for two. <laughs> they're two for two. Yeah, so, they're so just, far they're this just, year. They're just they're just gonna never ever. We'll we'll think about Chase Elliott as a road course schmuck because it's just gonna be Trackhouse. <laughs> For the for the rest for the rest of eternity on road courses. Um, no, I, I'm excited to see Kimi Räikkönen. I'd like to see other uh, drivers from outside of NASCAR come in and try that. Um, also, I, I do think that this is again it's another win for the Drive for Diversity program. Obviously, Kyle Larson's the the biggest uh, the biggest talent to come out of that program. But also, I'd like to see NASCAR keep fostering uh, women in the sport as well. I know that. Um, there's Haley Deegan and Natalie Decker. And I think it was Bush that just uh, announced big sponsorships for, I think, well, like seven or eight women yeah, at several, several like levels of the sport. Um, but, you know, we're still, they're still missing that Danica. And I know she's a lightning, a lightning bolt figure in the sport, even after her retirement. But like the sport is better. It's more interesting when there's someone like that in the sport. And it doesn't need to just be one. Like, I'm not saying we need to have a tokenism here when it comes to women in the sport, but like, you get what I'm saying. As we see with Trackhouse today and the win and the, all the different colors that are represented at the race today, it just raises the entire sport when everyone's involved. Um, and it, like I said, I, to, I, I, I mean, I, I tweeted about this, you know, a little while ago. It's like NAS active cup drivers in the right now in the cup series include uh, an Asian American, Kyle Larson, who's the defending champion. Yep. Uh, a black driver, Bubba Wallace, winner, Cuban American, Eric Almarol, and now Daniel Suarez, the first Mexican driver to to win a cup race. That's right. I mean, that's come on. That that that's, yeah. This is that we're in uncharted territory for NASCAR, and this is and we're I, also starting to see it creep into ownership as well. Pitbull and, yeah. and Michael Jordan. So and and Emmett Smith 
And Emmett Smith, that's correct. Emmett, yeah, and Jesse Wuji in the truck series. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, of course the Cowboys fans are going to bring up Emmett Smith. But yeah, no, you're right. Hey, you're absolutely right. I, I resent that. <laughs> I resent that tone. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right, and it's and it's and it's great to see. And as an IndyCar fan, um, I wonder why it doesn't happen in IndyCar. But we've talked about that before. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'll I'll see the Florida Gabriel. Any last thoughts? Any other anything else you'd like to say? I, I'm serious about making Trackhouse aware of you. We're definitely. It is my mission to make sure that you get some Suarez gear sent to you. Yeah, um, last thoughts. I mean, what else can I say? Uh, thanks for having me here again. Uh, this is my first podcast appearance. Uh, just getting started out in this uh, stuff like that. So, um, well, I, I'm really glad you, you could join us. Is a safe place for my shameless plugs? Do us a safe place for your what? I'm sorry. Shameless plugs. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah. Sure. I uh, have a YouTube channel. It's called uh, G2B Racing. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, I also have uh, Instagram. It's called also called G2B Racing. Uh, also, I also have a Discord for some of the people who want to add, add me on, on Discord there. It's called Galax Rocks 15 on Discord. Um, that's about it. Oh, oh, no, don't forget don't forget your My Twitter, Twitter account. At uh, G- you, you did that promotion for me, Daniel. I don't think... <laughs> It's at, at I don't, think I got I don't know how to pronounce it. Gabox Rocks 15. G A B O X R O X 15. That's where you can follow Gabriel on Twitter. I've already followed Gabriel on Twitter. Um, follow me back. And then, seriously, if you are ever serious about coming to the States again and catching a cup race with myself or Daniel, I, I, I sincerely mean it. I would love to catch a race with you. Don't care if it's trucks, Xfinity, Arca, cup level. Don't care. Happy to be there. <laughs> Sure. We're, you're going to an arc race at Iowa Speedway. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to like. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. But okay. no, for real, though, this was great. It was lovely talking to you, lovely meeting you. Daniel Suarez, NASCAR Cup Series winner. That's so cool, man. What a day. Woo! That was great. Almost <laughs> right, but All right. This has been this week's emergency episode of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. Thank you guys for listening. Gabriel, thank you for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan McFadden. You can follow John at John Law Follett, F-I-L-E-T. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Dan McFadden. And please, please like and subscribe on your preferred uh, p- podcasting platform. Dropping the hammer with Dan McFadden. Thank you again for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you after the bye week. So no, no. Except for truck races. There are truck races at <laughs> Knoxville. Knoxville's next week, guys. Yeah. That'd be fun. That was a complete fiasco last year. So hopefully yeah. they learned a lesson. But it is the truck series. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Anyway, no, no cup, no Xfinity, just truck. So we, we'll talk to you uh, next After week. Thank you, thank you guys for listening. All right, stop.